to speak to you today on is transformation prayer. Everybody say prayer. Awesome. You know, the Bible talks about the importance of prayer and a Christian spending time in prayer. But I found if there's anything that we can struggle with is the whole understanding and concept of prayer. How to make it meaningful, productive, relational. Oh, come on. Anybody in here with me today? You know what I'm talking about? Where you feel like, okay, I really hit the mark. I touched the heart of God. He touched me. So that can just be a real struggle that we face all the time or at different seasons in our life. So today I want a simple, dynamic prayer. I'm sure Pastor Chris or one of the pastors here. Come on, let's give your whole team a hand clap. I got to spend time with several of them, not all of them. They're wonderful. They probably have talked about this at some point in your journey. But if you grab a hold of it and really dissect it, it can be something for transformation in your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm still a work in progress. Anybody else like that? Okay. We all are. We're a work in progress. And before I show you that prayer, I want a scripture to come up and let this come alive from Ephesians 6, 18. So go ahead and bring that up. Yeah, that's great. There it is. It says here, and it's in the GW version, God's word. I always use different translations. Here we go. Pray in the spirit in every situation. Every situation. Anybody ever have situations? Okay. That's one of the dynamics I want us to see. So prayer is not just for now while we're in church. And wasn't that awesome worship? Come on, let's give the team a hand clap. That was just great. And uh, relational worship to bring you into the presence of the Lord. So it's not just at church. It's not just in a desperate moment. I think some people look at God and their prayer life as a big band-aid to see them through to the next obstacle. But your prayer life should just be continually through the day, just continually through your life, all day long. Before you send your kids out to school, please pray over them. Before you go to work, pray. Before you answer that email, pray. Before you look at Facebook, I mean, I mean Facebook, pray. Come on, you've got to pray all the time, and so it's important. It's a rally cry, and it's not necessarily how long you pray. I find even shorter stints continually through the day work better for me because the Bible does say pray without ceasing. So just shorter stints of just continually interceding. Whatever works for you, please do it. Don't change just because I say something today or anybody says something but what can we add to our prayer lives that continues to grow? Ephesians 6, 18, again, pray in the Spirit in every situation. Use every kind of prayer and request. There he is. Every kind. There's more than one. There's many all through the Bible. So different ways. So in our short time together this morning, there's no way to go into a series or this, that, and the other. I just want to encourage you in your prayer life in your anticipation of God showing up and doing something in you as you seek his face. And you can include what I'm talking to about today as a pattern, with your pattern or your method, whatever you use in prayer, whatever model. So there again, it's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Now, I have a sense of humor. I hope all of you do. If you don't, you know, just develop one because everybody else will laugh at us if we don't have one, okay? So we need a sense of humor. 
This is one of the most difficult books in the Old Testament to read. I mean, it's just a bunch of begets, names you would never want to give a child. You can't even pronounce many of them. So if you're having trouble going to sleep because of too much caffeine, get this book out. So-and-so begets so-and-so who begets so-and-so who begets so-and-so. Chapter 2. So it just goes on and on like that, okay? The content is just that. But right in the middle of hundreds of names, the Bible puts a pause on all those begets and gives someone an honorable mention because of his prayer. Because of his prayer. So there's some gold in there for me to mine out. I need to look at it. It's about this guy named Jabez. You probably have heard referred the prayer of Jabez. So let me start out. First Chronicles 4, verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brother. So let's find out why. His mother named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. The name Jabez means pain. Wow. Can you imagine naming your child? Pain. <laughs> hey, I'd like you to meet my kids. Here's Susie. Look, wave at Susie. Oh, and here's Bob. And that's pain over there. Come on, the, the ridicule, the harm, the teasing, yeah, the shame, my wife said, the stuff he dealt with at school or whatever they did back there. Whatever the reason. Her circumstances, obviously, in her life, her home, her pregnancy, family, whatever it is, she chose to put a label on him. A label. And many of you are living by a name right now. A label that you feel has been put on you by people, the devil, a circumstance. Matter of fact, it could be so big and so large Maybe even when you came into this room, you felt like that label walked 10 feet in front of you and greeted people before you did. Whatever it is, all kind of labels that we face. I meant divorce, bankruptcy, abandonment, depression. We could go on and on. Addiction. You know what it is, and it's wanting to stay attached to you, name you, belittle you, and stop you. You walk into a crowd and it's like, it's just there. It's just this identity. And you really would like it to go away. Amen? Amen. You want it to go. So this poor guy gets it. His name is Pain. Like a boy named Sue. It just ain't a good name. It's just not good. But watch what this guy does. Pain cried out. I said, Pain cried out. Now, if your name is pain or whatever label is wanting to limit you, confine you, torment you, and you're going to cry out to God, wouldn't you think that pain would want to cry out to God and talk to God about his pain? I mean, that's what I want to do, and I'm not saying that's wrong. In fact, we all do it. Everybody says, come on, I do that. We do that, but I want to show you there might be something even better than just talking to God about our pain. Pain cries out to God of Israel. Not about that. He decides to 
cry out in a proclamation of what he thinks God can do in his life and what he's believing for God to do in his life. So notice with me, he's getting ready to pray. Pain is going to pray. He never mentions about personal pain. First Chronicles 4, verse 10. Here we go. Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, he's crying out that you would bless me. Some translations say, bless me indeed. I like that as well. It's like putting several explanation marks or pow, 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 or are you emoji people, power fist, power fist, okay? He's doing that. That word bless, listen, it's not a self-centered, give me, give me, my name is Timmy or Jimmy. It's, that's not what it is. It literally means, get this, please, pour in me stuff I have no idea I even need, I need in my life. I don't know what I need. I'm lacking in many areas. You know what I need. Would you bless me? The treasure chest of heaven, it's full. Would you pour into me the things I need so I am a productive person? I think I've got it all figured out, but I really don't. And we think we have it all figured out and what we want God to do, but we really don't. That's why the Bible says we really don't know how to pray, so pray in the Holy Ghost. So we have ideas and we have conclusions, and not that those are bad or necessarily wrong. It's just God has so much more. Bless me. Everybody say, bless me. Bless me. Wow. And when he does, your situation keeps changing. There begins a transformation in your life. This label is not going to hold me captive any longer in Jesus' name. You know, earthly thinking of bless me or prosper me is so shallow than a heavenly one, okay? Bless me, prosper me means right here in my spirit. Would you bless me? Bless my soul. I want to live an abundant life. My relationships, I want them healthy. How many want that? I complete them. They help complete me. We do community together as the body of Christ. Our family life is creating a sense of destiny and purpose. I want all of your children to serve God. Listen, you'll have no greater joy than to see your children step into purpose. Yeah, but sure, we want them to graduate and get a good job, marry well. That's all part of it. But when they understand purpose and destiny, you can just back up and say, hallelujah. We have a home run. We have a triple header. We, 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 we've hit the big one. That's what bless me means. Hmm. Then in a moment, with this momentum growing, and the generations, and so forth, you're able to give God your yes, and it transfers down to the next generation, to your seed, literal seed, spiritual seed, and they give God their yes. Let your relationships around me be solid and secure and meaningful. This is what bless me means. Bless me. Oh, that you would bless me, here's the whole prayer, and enlarge my territory, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God goes, oh, <laughs> this dude gets it. And he granted his request. You know, very similar to the New Testament story, Matthew 8, where the centurion came to Jesus and said, look, 
my servant, very loyal, is paralyzed. He needs a healing. Jesus said, well, look, I'll go home with you, and, and I'll touch him or heal him or make mud or do something, you know, make him well. The centurion goes, oh, no, 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 just, just speak the word. Just, just, just speak the word. That'll bless him, and he'll be made whole. An understanding of blessing, an understanding bigger than how we think of it in our natural understanding. Jabez begins declaring and prophesies his own deliverance from this label of pain. So the Bible pauses hundreds of names that you would never give a child, and God granted a man's prayer. So let's look at each one of them, four little points, one at a time, and see how that can affect our life. Number one, everybody say one. Oh, that you would bless me. You did good. All right. Again, the word in Hebrew literally means you're asking God to stoop down with his greatness, with who he is, and pour into your life. I don't get the understanding where we got to go to God and say, now, God, this is how you need to do it. Ford might have a better idea, but we don't, okay? I've just stated myself, nobody got it. All right. <laughs> that was a commercial years ago. How many remember that commercial? Okay, a few of the older folks like me. We don't have the best idea. God does. And it's really given him permission and an anticipation in your heart that he's going to stoop down and he's going to pour into your life. Put something in me, God, that I'm lacking right now. So one word here is pray for blessing. Say blessing. Yeah. God has things available in him already to deposit them into you if you're anticipating the blessing he's wanting to give you. And again, I'm not merely talking just about consumer things like financial blessing, although that's one of them. I think sometimes we just think of blessing in that realm. It's so much bigger. Bigger. God wants to bless you with health. Can't buy that necessarily. Peace, come on, creative ideas, favor, joy, laughter, opportunities, clear thinking, wisdom, on and on. God wants you to have his blessings on and in your life. Psalms 1835, you empower me for victory. You empower me for victory with your wraparound presence. Your power within me makes me strong to subdue. By stooping down in your gentleness, you make me great. That's, that's the blessing concept right there. Can you get the picture? You know, probably all of us can think of different things. My wife and I could take an hour. We're not going to do it, but just labels that were on our life growing up. Some of them self-imposed, some of them insecurities, on and on, right? And God didn't just set me free. Oh, God, I don't like this label. Okay, I'm going to do everything for you. No, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, what a game changer that was. And I didn't hear it audibly. It was in my spirit. He says, I'm going to help you face each one, one by one, and walk you through. So that label, whatever fear or insecurity or hatred about yourself or whatever begins to be lifted because you can't help anybody else if you don't like yourself. 
And I don't mean kissing yourself, but accepting yourself. That wasn't in my notes. Accepting yourself as God has made you with our warts and all, all the things that are different about us. So the labels have to be broken. Genesis 12, verse 2. See, there's a reason why God wants to bless you. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to others. You just heard a little while ago about the offering you took for the pastor and the people he's affecting in India with $5,000. I don't know how he's doing it. Brother Chris listed about 100 things. I guess everybody gets $10, and they make it work. You know, what a blessing. I will bless you, and you will be a blessing to others. God needs you to have more, so you take the more, and you don't hide the more or consume the more. The more is for others. It really is. Some of you, listen, God has stooped down, especially during COVID, and has put so much joy in you. He's put joy in some of you. And you need to spread that around by those that maybe are still paralyzed with fear. Man, if you're watching online, this is a safe place. Safe place. Everybody's just serving God, loving God well. And so maybe that's what you need to be giving away because God has blessed you so much. Whatever it is, remember it's to help someone else. Um, Maybe the label on your life, you are sour. You are Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. Help them, Lord, okay? You don't want to be Eeyore, right? I don't want to be Eeyore. I have a man in my church, and he describes his life before he was spirit-filled. I can't even picture him like that. He said, Mark, I was so self-centered, didn't like to be around people, could care less about people, blah, 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 blah. And he's got one of the largest life groups and travels the world to do missions. And I go, I can't picture it like that. He said, God changed me. God blessed me. God did a work in my life in changing me. So God wants to bless and change all of us. God can stoop down if you ask him and give you joy, peace, turn any weakness into strength. Listen, I want you so blessed by just you walking into a heavy atmosphere at work, family reunion, school, by just you walking in, your blessed life changes it. Not going in, oh, the, the devil's here. Oh, oh, there's, there's problem. Oh, oh, no, you walk in, I'm blessed, and I'm the peer pressure. Because I'm blessed. I know who I am in Christ. And you don't have to beat people over the head with the Bible. You just radiate the greatness of God. And finally they go, I want some of that. That's what I want. You don't help someone by telling them how bad they are. You tell, you tell them how great God is and what he's done for you, how he's changed you, how he's blessed you. Are you with me? Now, so God is looking for people not only to give to but to give through. Do I have any volunteers in the house? Let me see your hand, okay? Got to be willing to be able to him give it and you give it. Here's the perspective with this first part of the prayer. You don't really need to be hung up praying for your needs all the time. God needs you to have more than you need if you desire to be a blessing to the world around you. So pray this. Here comes a prayer up on the screen, and we're going to say it out loud together. Are you ready? Lord, give me more than I need. Stoop down and pour into me 
so I can be a blessing to the world around me. Jabez did that. Wow. Well, God starts doing that. He's starting to answer your prayer. You're suddenly being blessed, being transformed. What do you do with more? What do you do? Part number two, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. I have more, God. I'll do more. My capacity to do more has now enlarged. So you ask for opportunity. I'm going to use the word influence. You could put any word that you like better than that one, but influence, open doors. How about divine daily appointments? Eternal purpose, kingdom-building moments. Listen, you've got daily divine appointments if you just be aware of them. Now, we live in a small community. I'm sure Pastor Chris has told you about it at different times. And my wife has to frequent Walmart. Anybody hear of Walmart before? <laughs> Buying things for the church and this, that, and the other. So especially when COVID hit, my wife made it a priority to try to get to know two or three, four of the ladies that would check people out and go to them and go back to them and smile, ask them about their day, how can I pray for you, what do you need, bring them little gifts, lay hands on them and pray for them right there in the checkout line. See, we have daily divine appointments if we look for them. If we realize, wait, I've been so blessed, I need to use that influence. It's not up just to your pastoral team. It's not just up to an evangelist or someone who just is loud and can talk to people. It's even for the quiet people. There are doors for you because your territory is enlarging. It's getting bigger all the time. It's like... Oh, God, I know my capacity. I'm just shaking off this label on my life. My capacity is not enough. So you're blessing me, so stretch me. Blessed are the ones that want to be stretched because you will be stretched. God, God trust me. Begin to trust me to walk through doors bigger than me. Okay, lean in with me. You ready? You there? Everybody here? God has available for you a life bigger than you. God has available for you a life bigger than you. Could it be the reason some experience life less than that? Could it be all their life is about self, my fears, my phobias, just my interest, just my current self Preservation? Could it be? But once you're being blessed and you realize there's so much more, it changes you and motivates you. Actually, you come alive. Don't just live a life. Come alive while you live a life. The most fulfilled people I know are not the people without problems. How about that? The most fulfilled people I know are those who have expanded territory and purpose and things that they're trusting the Lord about and things where they're being stretched. They're the most fulfilled and happy. And when you have purpose, listen, there's a skip in your step. 
Come on, there's a smile on your face. You quickly forgive when you could be offended. Are you with me? You speak God's heart over matters. You see life through a lens. Man, I can be doing more. There's territory to capture for God. I can do it. Again, a successful Christian does not necessarily mean they have more money and less problems. Successful people have clear purpose, focus, expanded territory to capture, a biblical worldview, very important in this day and age. And that's why Paul prayed this prayer in in Ephesians 1, verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. That's that expanded territory. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Great prayer. If you want hope, listen, it's connected to things you're to do. That's where you're going to find hope. Hope and calling go together. Hope and territory to capture go together. You may have trouble finding hope until you know why you're on the planet. A quote by Mark Twain, the two greatest moments in a person's life. Number one, the moment you're born. Number two, the moment you know why you were born. And come alive. You know, when Jeanette and I got married 41 years ago, My expanded territory was, man, I have a wife to support now. Got that right, you know. I had had rent to pay. I couldn't live at my parents' house anymore. I, I had food to buy. I had purpose. I had toilet paper to buy, and you could find it back then. Did y'all have that issue here? That's crazy. Okay. I did different odd jobs besides my main one I was doing at the family farm and so forth before going into ministry because I had purpose, had responsibility. There were things I had to do. There's nothing wrong talking about a problem to overcome. But if you have territory bigger than your problem, you have territory to capture bigger than yourself. Purpose comes alive. So Jabez prays, I know I, I have pain. God, in fact, I am pain. That's what my mama says. But I'm going to focus my prayer on you pouring into me, blessing me, and transforming me. And as you do, I'm going to do more. In our modern vernacular with New Testament insight, we'll give the devil a black eye with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay? Now, let me get practical. Can I get real practical? Because I'm a practical speaker. Here we go. Here at church. If you serve or minister, as a matter of fact, everybody needs to serve and minister, and everybody says, that's what family does. Now, my little ones, well, they're not little anymore. I've got one six five, one six four, one six feet, so they're not little. When they were young, they just sat at the table and waited to be fed. But as they grew up, they, they realized, wait, I've got to be responsible. I've got to help on this. I've got to be part of the team. I've, I've, got, to, I've got to jump in because this is family. But here's the thing. It's not just about the function. No. The reason you do the function, it's because about the territory. It's about the people that are going to be affected. Now, I watch everything. I watch. 
the dearest one is watching worship team preparing and they weren't just practicing they were actually worshiping while they were practicing the setup team i missed that because they got here really really early and then they have to tear down can we give them a hand clap right now come on yeah yeah the greeters and everything going on here wow it's a family they're doing it not to just do the function and go i did it See, if, if when a person does that, they don't last. I don't last. But when I realize, wait, I'm doing this unto the Lord because there's territory. It's called Jacksonville, Florida. It's called Destiny Church. And so when you step up and be a part of the ministry team and the serving team and the praying team and the worship team and the setup team, you're taking, you're, you're helping cooperate with the vision of God to take the territory. You know, we don't just show up one day and it's done. No, we're all a part. And so, Lord, what is my part? What part can I play? If you don't know, they'll, they'll give you many options. But it's wonderful when you realize, wait, 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 wait. This church is part of my territory. And I'm to be connected to the vision of the house. It's quiet in here. Everybody say, I hear you. Okay. Psalm 2, verse 8. Ask me. Wow. You want this poured into your life? Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. I'll let you touch people, help transform people. I'll put that expanded territory in your purpose. So grab a hold of this. God has purpose for your life. And until you begin to step into that expanded territory with the blessing he's given you, you'll just be putting out fires, possibly unfulfilled, maybe even miserable, and you don't know why. So pray this with me. You ready? Okay. Bring that prayer up. Let's say it out loud together. Lord, show me the expanded territory for my life. So I can live a life bigger than my own. Yeah. Man, I could take you through different moments in my life, in our ministry, and look at expanded territory that I knew God was saying we had to walk through. I didn't want to, but I knew I had to. And then see what God has done now. It's like, oh, wow. Man, how did we do that? Thank God we did it. You know, moving to Kentucky and birthing a church. We were in a wonderful church serving, but we knew we had, we wanted to, but just, how, what? Okay, you're going to make it work, Lord. And then we birthed a Christian school, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I didn't sleep for six months. How am I going to pay for this? And now it's like, okay, it's all working, but to let God expand me, was a step of faith. When you're being expanded, it doesn't mean you do it and there's not things you're working through. Remember, you're shaking off those labels of fear and doubt. And then other things doing in Kentucky and even around the nation now that I'm thinking, well, who am I? What, what, what? But if I know if I don't, I'm not walking through the doors that I'm supposed to walk to to see God's kingdom expand. Yeah, and it'll affect our seed. So I don't want to be blessed so I can just say, oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. 
I'm, I'm blessed. It's all about me. No. I'm blessed so I can expand. Hello? That's not an American concept, but it's a biblical concept. Don't shout me down in this church. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, Lord, you're stooping down and pouring into me. I see the purpose of expanded territory. But, again, I'm over my head. Lord, please be with me. Third part of the prayer. Let your hand be with me. If I have this purpose, this expanded territory, your hand better be directing this, Lord. And his hand represents his presence, his consuming ever-presence in your life, around your life. So pray for his presence. God, what you've asked me to do is too big for me. <laughs> you better be helping every step of the way. And you see this phrase in Acts chapter 11, verse 21. The Lord's hand was with them. The Lord's hand. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. So when the Lord's hand is with Destiny Church and you and your family, many people will come to the Lord. Wouldn't you love the opportunity to disciple those people, work with those people? Well, you better be blessed. You better let the Lord expand you and be a part. And then you pray, man, I need your presence. <laughs> I need your presence. Wow. If we try to do anything without the hand of God, it's only as good as you are. And I know myself, and I ain't too good. Come on. Anybody else in that category? Look at this prayer of Moses that deals with God's presence. Parents, remember this for your children. Business people for your business. Students for school. Exodus 33, 14 through 17. The Lord replied to Moses, my presence, everybody say presence, will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? Look at this. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? What will it be? His presence. See, I'm blessed. Okay, I, I don't want to consume all these things he's poured in my spirit, in my heart, or my life, or my finances. Okay, I'm blessed. Okay, I, I've got to do this. I've got to walk through these expanded doors, these opportunities, things that the church makes available to me, things that work. But, Lord, as I'm doing it, gosh, I've got to have your presence. I, I can't do it in myself. I'll fall flat on my face. And the Lord said to Moses, I'll do the very thing you ask because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Mm. So, Lord, bless me. I need more. I need you to give me more than I need so I can be a blessing. With that blessing, enlarge me so I live a life bigger than me. But if I live a life bigger than me, here we go. We're going to pray. You ready? Here we go. Lord. Be with me because what you've called me to do is too big for me. I need your presence with me. Hmm. I mean, this prayer of Jabez is a simple prayer you can just bring to life in a short amount of time. Or you can camp on certain things, certain point, because the Lord's dealing with you or you're facing that obstacle at that moment. Build your spirit man up. Build your faith up. Now. You ready? When God shows up for you, in you, his presence is right there with his hand guiding you to do something 
too big for you, all hell is going to oppose you. Are you ready for that? Got your big britches on? Come on. Come on. This, this is real. That's why the fourth and final phrase is, and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Jabez prayed for protection, and you and I better do it as well. Protection. Again, you can pray a power prayer quickly with these points, or just take extended time when you need to build your faith and stretch your faith. Everyone faces attack. Everyone. I said everyone faces attack. Jeanette and I, when we were checking out of the hotel, they're showing a little video of the place is really cool and they make it look like this perfect family just having this perfect time and their life is perfect and I looked at Jeanette and I go that's a lie <laughs> you know nobody's life is like that we all face things so when you're doing more be prepared for opposition be ready don't don't crumble and fall just be ready can we learn to laugh a little bit more at opposition? There's a, there's a businessman um, now with the Lord from Tennessee. His name was Norval Hayes. Anybody ever hear of Norval Hayes? Okay, so I see somebody shaking their hands. And he used to come to our home church in Louisiana a lot in the 70s. And I was a teenager and filled with the Holy Spirit. And he told this story one time, and, and I memorized it. It was so good. But he had all kind of businesses, and he had this one particular restaurant, and he closed down. He wasn't making money. He had to shut it down. So he's now losing money, having to pay on the mortgage on this building. And he had to pass that building every day going to his office. So he'd be going to work, and as he's getting closer, he's just going, oh, you know, turning his head to go buy it. And he did that for a long time, and he heard the Lord speak. When are you going to start laughing at opposition, at your situation? Hmm. We well, didn't want to do that. So next day, he's driving to work. Couldn't look at it. He just pointed his finger and went, ha. <laughs> That's all I could do, ha. And the next day, he was able to go, ha, ha. So after an extended time, he's able to look at it and just belly laugh all the way to his office laughing hysterically. This man walked into his office and said, look, I know you've got that closed restaurant. I make the best chili in Tennessee or whatever. Let me open that building. I'll make it a profit, and you're going to be making money. He gave it to the man. See, it just was a booming business, and so now he just, ha, 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 all the way to the bank every month with his deposit check. Boom. Come on. We've got to learn to laugh at things. Not laugh at people. Not laugh at people's situations that are difficult. But I think we just, we make a big deal out of the devil. Let's, let's make a big deal out about a God. He's so good and so big. Yeah. Okay, this is for the men. You ready, men? Got any men in the house? I got four, okay. All right, let me hear you. How many men like a good war movie? Action-packed movie. Contact sports on television. All the guts and sweat. All right, just step up into the army of the Lord. And you get to participate in it as well. But you're not going to be wrestling with flesh and uh, blood, but rulers, 
against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Come on, men, we can do it. We've let the ladies do it for too long. The ladies do it well. Come on, men, we're stepping up. 1 Peter 5.8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You have an enemy of your soul. Don't be naive. Just rather fight. Fight as you're being blessed. Your territory is expanding. God's presence is enveloping you. Use the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the word of your testimony. Begin to watch those demons lose their grip. Church, let's walk in confidence in this brand new world we find ourselves in. It's a different world. It's a different time. When you send your kids off to school in the morning, Lord Jesus, let your hand be with my kids. I break the power of the devil over their minds, over internet things they can find, over the wrong influences in Jesus' name. Just speak the word of God over them and watch God do something. So, Lord, increase me. Use me to be a blessing. Give me more influence. And, Lord, as I live a life bigger than me, I'm going to need your help. (laughs) I can't do this without you. Oh, Father, I need your presence in my life. And I pray you beat back the forces of darkness. Take that name pain or whatever label you're facing, depression, addiction, throwing it right back at the devil. That's his situation, not mine. That's who he is. Romans 8, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? It has some. Our hardship? It has some. Our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our danger, our sword. And then verse 37, I don't think I have it on the screen, but it says, no. Everybody say no. In all these things, we are, say it again. More. Then, yeah, more than conquerors through him who loved us. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. So here's a great thought. How do, you, how do you pray with this? All right, here we go. Look at this. Bring this up. Say it out loud. Lord, strengthen me in and protect me from every attack of the enemy. Okay? So, God, when I'm in an attack, strengthen me. And if you don't mind, just protect me from all of them in the first place. That's kind of covering all the ground. All right? You know, your pastors, they had a physical attack. They, they had to walk through it. But you know what? They know they're blessed. And their blessings are increasing. They know their territory has expanded. Jump on the train with them. Just jump on. You watch. Man, they're excited about God's presence more than ever before. Now, they realize the devil's upset. But you know what? Y'all going to win. I said you're going to win. You're going to win in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord. He's, y'all are going to win. Yes. Let me invite the music team back up, worship team. Is that all right? Is that how we do that? Okay. Forgot to check on that with Pastor Chris. Come on up. You have two choices in prayer. You can make your prayer time all about what you want to talk about. Make it all about you. Talk about your past, your pain, your problems. 
I don't know if God wants to hang around for a long time if that's all we do, but we could do that. Or you can talk about what God wants to talk about. Then instead of your pain or the label, you begin, you begin rehearsing his promise and his power and his provision and his protection in your life and over your life, just like Jabez did. That dude got a shout-out in the Bible. How big is that? My opinion where this prayer takes a life of, of its own, it's not asking God to get all focused on me more. Me, 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 me. Do that with singing, but not with God, okay? Rather, I'm going to focus on the fact you have blessing, influence, presence, and protection. Can we say that? Just say the four words with me. You ready? Blessing, influence, presence, and protection. Again, blessing, influence, presence, and protection. That's the prayer of Jabez. That's something we can glean and learn. Let me pray for you. I'll go ahead and start playing. Yeah. And just make your hands like this or something. Lord, bless Destiny Church, every person here. Every person watching online, those that will watch this later, Father God, let this come alive in their heart. Let them just connect to the family, even in person on a, a regular basis. Bless every home represented. May, may their health, their emotions and needs and focus be on what's important to you. Lord, would you just stoop down in your greatness? Lord, just reach into the treasure chest that never runs dry. And pour into each one of us what we need, even when we don't know we need that. Bless us to the point where we realize we're so blessed. I've got to do something with it. God, you have so much more. And we're not going to just use the blessing on ourselves and live short-sighted and self-centered. We're going to be a blessing to all the people around us. So God, make us influences. Let us carry the peer pressure standard. Drop vision in each side, every person, so that they want to impact others. And, and Lord, I pray like Paul, that they might know the hope to which they are called. And they find that vision. Lord, when you do that, when we find that, we won't be able to accomplish it unless, you, Lord, you're with us, your presence. Your consuming, awesome presence. May the Holy Spirit become our best friend, your representation of the Godhead here on earth. May we walk step in step with your presence. And Lord, I'm concerned about our kids, our grandkids. They're going into a crazy world. Lord, don't let them leave home unless your commanding presence goes with them. Father, we know we have an enemy who attacks, but you've given us a name. It's a name that's above any other name, every name, the name of Jesus. Your blood that has never lost its power and never will. And the authority of your word is a weapon against our enemy. Thank you, Lord, for this simple, powerful prayer, model prayer. May it, uh, may it just help and impact everyone who applies it. In the precious name of Jesus.